Welcome to the Felony Femme Podcast, hosted by Cherokee Taylor and Natasha Mason. A true crime podcast about murder and true crime and conspiracy and mysteries and other things. And we do so much research, but we actually don't know shit. Uh, yeah. We gotta redo that. Going to my house just means that my dog, or, yeah, my dogs are gonna try to jump on your lap. Love it. Every five seconds. Love it. And my friend Cody's probably there because he's always at my house. Love it. Because he literally lives on the same road as me. Love it. And then Josh is just, like, in his room. Probably suggesting to eat pizza. Let's get pizza for dinner. He always wants pizza. I, like... Is okay. I'm gonna say this. So, is it a like, are we going to get murdered <laughs> if we're like saying where we live and talking about our hometown and like whatever? I feel like people Fuck talk it. about it. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, <laughs> if we were to get in, enough listeners to where that would be a problem, we could just they could that Wikipedia part. our home, like where we grew up. It would say where we grew up. What city? Oh, okay. So it's like... So then when we lived in Whitmore Lake, <laughs> we lived across from a nursing home in this apartment complex, but this nur- like the nursing home is like, it's one of the worst. It's like, it is disgusting and sad and depressing, and I swear to God, ambulances were there like multiple times a day. Oh my God. Every day. So sad. Well, the ambulances could honestly be them going to appointments too, but. Yeah, but for me, I was like, it's for sure because people are just dying. Probably. Constantly. Two a day. <laughs> Somehow they're not getting shut down. All these old people just getting taken out in body bags. Jesus. Like it's Pete. an assembly line. They had a lot of fires too because the fire department was like right next to the apartment complex. There were a lot of fires, so, like, the fire truck would turn its lights on and go across the street. <laughs> All the way across the street, huh? Yeah, it was, a, it was a whole thing. Also, anytime an old person falls, I think that fire department has to be there. Oh. Really? Because every time my grandma falls, fire department comes to her house. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. I feel like that they would have had to do that for my grandma, too, because... My mom's mom, my Oma, because she was overweight, like very, very mm-hmm. overweight. So like if she fell, you needed the troops. Same with my grandma. And I used to pick her up when I was in high school because I lived with her, you know, 14, 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And anytime she would fall, I would have to get her to put her feet against the toilet and lift underneath her armpits. And she would have to push off the toilet, and I would have to pull her up. This woman was like 400 pounds. Woo! Yes. That was a workout in and of itself. Yeah. And my Aunt Cricket, she tried to be there whenever she could when my grandma fell, but a lot of the times it was in the middle of the night, so it's not like 2 o'clock in the morning. She could just go there and help me pick my grandma up. Yeah, I feel like that's when it happens the most yeah. for And my grandma, she was, she was on a lot of shit. That would make her really drowsy. Let's not go into the details, but she would be very drowsy. Mm. Yeah, so that's not good. Ah. So she would, you know, take her night pills and it'd be, you know, two, three hours after she would have to pee real bad because she had bladder cancer at a pretty young age. So her bladder's like, like 
all messed up, but she did an experimental drug that cured her cancer. Wow, that's actually really fucking it's cool. Crazy, yeah. I guess I'd rather I'd be okay with peeing every. I mean, I already pee like once an hour. Yeah, you'd be okay with incontinence <laughs> if it means you live for the rest of your life. Yeah, like and you're she's not dying lived of like cancer. thirty years since she had cancer. That's amazing. Yeah, because isn't bladder cancer like super aggressive? I think so because it it goes to your kidneys pretty quick. I think. I would imagine because they're connected, right? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. I just work for them. <laughs> and I get their medical records and try to read it and pretend I know what it's saying. But I'm like, uh. I don't even try. <laughs> doctor says, oh, we got to do this, 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 this. And I'm like, okay, do I schedule it as a cystoscopy or what? Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's nowhere near that. And I'm like, okay, well, you need to, you need to walk just me through it. me through. Tell me what to do specifically and I'll do it. <laughs> Dude, okay, I was looking at one of our pay, our pay stubs. I was looking at one of my pay stubs recently, and the amount of money that gets taken out for taxes, but, like, nothing happens with it, makes me so mad. Uh, yeah. Like, it just goes away. It disappears. Oh, I guess when we're older, we'll know more about if we where get it goes, but. if we get social security. So, like, here's the thing: I don't care about paying social security, like those taxes. Like, that's fine. Like, if support, I want to support the old people. I'm all about that, right? I don't care about that. If we had taxes taken out and they went to like socialized medicine, so like everyone had fucking health care, I would be okay with that, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'd be fine with it. But the fact that we have fucking taxes taken out to, like, literally do nothing. Because yes. our government is so inefficient and horrible. <laughs> They're like, let's put so much money into the military. You guys, you got to understand. We have to put so fucking much into it. But, like, healthcare, I guess. I don't know. This might be left in. This might be cut out. <laughs> we don't know. Who knows? It kind of depends on how... You and Ian are feeling, because I'm basically useless when it comes to editing these. <laughs> and you and I both know that in no way, shape, or form are we going to be correct about everything we say on this podcast. Well, as we discussed before turning the mic on, I am like, I don't want to be inconvenienced ever by anything. And right. having to do thorough research, <laughs> that's an inconvenience. Amazing. <laughs> one and it's like listen if you're listening to our podcast and you think that you're coming here for some real factual evidence and some well thought out fucking story then you are in the wrong place my friend we are not storytellers we are ladies who ramble about things that we know nothing about and then we talk briefly about murder or conspiracy we're just here to make you laugh, really. <clears throat> That's our hope. <coughs> That's our absolute hope. I have a tickle in my throat. It's from that freaking chicken. I know. <laughs> that, like, smoke got into my, like, I walked in and I was like, and... I feel like someone just pepper sprayed me. Yeah. <laughs> it was blackened chicken for all of you out there. It was hella good. It was well worth the pain. Okay, I'm glad, I am glad that you liked it. Because I forgot that you're picky as fuck. Yeah. I totally forgot. <clears throat> Whoa. I totally forgot that. And so I just like, was like, oh, this is going to be so great. And that is like not a picky person dinner. 
<laughs> no, but it was good. And I really am picky in a way where like I don't like a lot of things, but I will literally try anything that See, someone gives to me. If I don't have to pay for it, I'll try it. See, good for you for doing that because there are some things where I'm like, nah, I'm not, just never going to try that. I tried beets once and I hated it, so I'm never going to eat beets again. Yeah, I probably won't ever go for beets. I don't know. If someone convinces me, they say, hey, listen, you don't have to pay for it. Just try it. I'd be like, okay. I don't do anchovies. I won't do anchovies. Certain tastes like that, isn't that a really strong taste? So, I mean, anchovies, it's like, so everyone's like, oh, it's just really salty. No, it like tastes like fucking fish. It's disgusting. Some people like it. I'm not one of those people. Right. I don't think I would be either. Cilantro is one of those foods, though, where it, you either like love it or you hate it. Ian hummus, it I think, like is soap. the same. Hummus, oh, I fucking love. Yeah, hummus. I'm gonna make homemade hummus. Ooh, I want one time. And pretzels right now. We could pause it and get some. We should do that. <laughs> Small food break. <laughs> and we were gone for one minute. <laughs> We didn't have life-altering talks or anything. No, not at all. We would never do that while we're recording a podcast because we're so serious and we're so dedicated and we do so much research. We don't. They know. <laughs> everyone's like, okay, bitch, you don't need to keep saying this. Like, we got it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to call myself out real quick because I don't know how to say this person's last name. And I think I know how to say it, but I'm probably going to say it wrong. So I want to go first because I think you went first last time, right? Yeah, girl. Okay, so I go first. All right, so Eileen, is it Wernos? Oh my God, this woman is fucking nuts. I'm so happy that you picked her. What is it? It's like W. W U O R N O S. Wernos. I think Wernos. it's Wernos. I don't know. It sounds correct. Whale. <laughs> she's a crazy bitch. <laughs> I think probably everyone has heard of her because she's like made so many documentaries and not she hasn't made them, but she's there's there's been a lot made of her. Okay, because she's like Looney Tunes. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. I'm not gonna jump around because I was gonna say something that's like about. Like her exit interviews, but she has like, exit interviews. What, what do you mean exit interviews? <laughs> that's just my fancy way of saying like right before you're about to get executed, you have an interview for real. Yeah, she has one. Was she executed? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me tell the story. Tell the story. Okay, so Eileen <laughs> Carol Pittman was born in Rochester, Michigan. Shut the fuck up. It, on February 29th of 1956. Yep, Isn't that Leap was, Day? She was, you said what? Isn't that Leap Day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she technically, was like, she was, she, her birthday was probably the 28th. Because you have to choose, I think. Seriously? They make you choose a day that's not the 29th? Well, like, your parents usually do, I think, just to celebrate a birthday. Oh, I get what you're, okay, I get what you're saying. And I, I think, thought you meant like the government makes you pick a different day because that day only happens once every four years. 
but they can't make you pick a day. But like to celebrate the birthday, like what are you going to celebrate once every four years? No. Yeah, all those people that were born on that day, he definitely <laughs> makes that joke too. Like they're like, I'm four years old. <laughs> okay, anyways, so she's a leap year baby, obviously. And um, her mother was Finnish American, so mm-hmm. um, her name was Diane Wernos, and she was born in 1939. She had Eileen's older brother at 14 years old. Holy and she was married shit. to a 16 year old. Can you imagine being 14 and married to a 16 year old and taking care of a baby? Like, where was I at when I was 14? I was not responsible. To have a baby? Dear Lord, 14-year-old me was hardcore in the scene phase at that point. I would have put Hello Kitty and hair extensions on my child. It, it would have been wearing cheetah pants, boy or girl, and Osiris's. Jesus Christ, save me now if I had a kid when I was 14. <laughs> Dark times back then. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm, like, crying a little bit. That made me laugh a lot. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's going to be fine. And then Eileen's older brother was born, like, literally, like, a year, not even a full year after they got married. Wow. Um, So, yeah, she she was married to... um, Eileen's dad for two years and then she filed for divorce and that was two months before Eileen was born and he spent his entire like her entire childhood incarcerated yeah Mm -hmm. he was incarcerated at the time of her birth um he was diagnosed with schizophrenia and was convicted of sex crimes against children committed suicide by hanging in prison on January 30th 30th of 1969. Jeez, oh Pete. And then in 1960, we're flashing back to Eileen's childhood. Her mother left her, abandoned her at her grandparents at Mm. the age of four. Mm. Not even four. Okay. So Eileen and her brother is being raised by her grandparents. Mm -hmm. And... They were both alcoholics, and they legally adopted Keith and Eileen, but they were just, like, they were not good for them. Mm -hmm. This is clearly not a family that is, of any way, shape, or form, good for anything, especially (laughs) each other, because this shit is crazy. She, by the age of 11, she was literally prostituting for cigarettes. 11? 11 years old. And for cigarettes. Yes. And her family, like, I think her grandpa was, like, helping her prostitute by selling her to his friends because she got, um, in 1970, at the age of 14, she be, she was pregnant, having been raped by an accomplice of her grandfather. So she had a hard fucking life, dude. She had to give birth to this kid in a home for unwed mothers and then give it up for adoption. And then when she came back, they kicked her out and she had to live in the woods. Holy she lived fuck. in the motherfucking woods. Holy shit. Wow. It's crazy. Speaking of, Wow. Bad childhood. That is a bad That's like childhood. that's a bad one. 
And then so by the Holy time she was 18, fuck. she was arrested uh, in Colorado for driving under the influence, disorderly conduct, tw- and she was firing a 22 caliber pistol, a pistol at a moving vehicle. Well, yeah, okay. That's how I spent my... Oh, sorry, from a moving vehicle. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? And then she was charged with failure to appear. Oh. Flash forward two more years. She hitchhikes to Florida, meets a 69-year-old man, marries him, literally, like, I think they were together for two months. They married quickly, and the announcement of their nuptials were was printed in the local newspaper's society pages. However... She continually involved herself in confrontations at their local bar and went to jail briefly for assault. She also hit Fell, which is her husband's last name, hit Fell with his own cane, leading him to gain a restraining order against her. Oh, you're not supposed to hit people, let alone with their own cane. Yeah, oh. and this is within weeks of their marriage. Sorry, and then they oh, then she re- got it. she returned to Michigan because he had a restraining order on her, and then she was arrested in Antrim County, which I think is where um, it's like up n- more towards Lansing. Okay, so it's like north, but okay. she was in Antrim County, um. And she was charged with assault and disturbing the peace for throwing a cue ball at the bartender's head. Wow. So. She seems a little rowdy. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I forgot to mention that she used to have sex with her brother, like, intentionally at the age of 11. Like. Ooh. They okay. were, like, just having sex for no reason. Just to have sex with each other. So, in night, in, um. After she goes back to Michigan, her brother dies of esophageal cancer, and she and he gave her ten thousand dollars from his life insurance. Wow! So I feel like they were like too close. I mean they they were having sex with each other. So yeah. yes, they were absolutely Way too, close. too close. They should have definitely uh, not bunked together, and those grandparents probably should have sent something. Like, hey, it's not normal so... for your your siblings to make out. <laughs> so if you have two kids and they're siblings, don't let them don't let them make out. Maybe slum give them a kiss goodnight and then call it a day. <laughs> that should be all that they do. <laughs> but who knows? I'm not a parent, so I couldn't possibly tell you how to raise a kid. <laughs> So yeah, she just had ten grand, and uh, she they annulled their marriage on the twenty first of July after only nine weeks of being married. The guy so, in Florida, yes the the guy she beat with the cane. Okay. So in August of sixty or seventy six, she um gets a fine for a hundred and five dollars for driving like drunk driving, and she used the inheritance to pay off her fine, and then spent the rest in two months. She bought a car and then crashed it. Well, there you go. So she's doing great so far, honestly. She's leading a pretty successful life. (laughs) On March 20th of 81, she was arrested in Edgewater, Florida for an armed robbery 
um, of a convenience store where she stole $35 in two packs of cigarettes. Was it worth worth it? it? Not worth it. (laughs) Was it worth it? Because at that time, cigarettes were probably only like two fucking dollars a pack. Yeah. She could have just held on to that money her brother gave her. She could have gotten so many packs of cigarettes. Yeah. $37. And she, she, uh, she did all that. (laughs) I don't, she was sentenced to prison on May 4th of 82 and then she was released on June 30th of 83. So it's like $32 basically or 30. No. So she stole $35 and two packs of cigarettes and got like a year in prison. Mm -hmm. Definitely not worth it. So fucking stupid. Yeah, that was not a good idea on her part. (laughs) And then the very next year, she was arrested for attempting to pass forged checks at a bank in Key West. Okay. So she just got like a long ass record. Yeah. After that, she was charged with car theft, resisting arrest, obstruction of justice. Miami police officers found a 38 caliber revolver and a, a, ba- a box of ammunition in the stolen car. And she was just being hella suspect. Yeah, I would say so. She Not had good. a whole rap sheet and she was, she murdered seven men in 12 months and was not caught. Had a rap sheet as a known prostitute and she literally like, was stealing cars and she would be found with these guys cars these people she murdered that's insane that's insane that they and she used to so when she was um interviewed she would say that the government was like controlling her and that they like used her the police knew what she was doing. And I'm starting, like, I'm not going to say the government was trying to use her, okay? But I am going to say that some of those police officers had to have known. And they had to have been like, oh, well, they're only killing people that use prostitutes, so. Whatever. That's. It's fucked up. But now I want to get to the actual murders. Okay. Because there's a lot of them. And it's, I just want to go through it real quickly. I hate to be like that about the victims, but there's seven of them. It's a lot. So the first was Richard Charles Mallory. Um, he was 51, and it was on November 30th of 1989. Um, he was an electronics store owner in Clearwater, Florida. Um, he was a convicted rapist who she claimed to have killed in self-defense. Uh, she claimed she was sodomized and brutally beaten after being driven to an abandoned area area for sexual requests. Two days later, a deputy sheriff found Mallory's abandoned vehicle. On December 13th, his body was found several miles away in a wooded area. He had been shot several times. Two bullets in the left lung were found to have been the cause of death. Hmm. So she claims that he raped her. And honestly, he's a convicted rapist who was, you know, taking advantage of a prostitute. Mm -hmm. So solid chance, right? Mm -hmm. But... At the same time, don't think he should have been shot several times if it wasn't self-defense. <laughs> but, uh, David Andrew Spears was age 47. Um, he was a construction worker and he was declared missing on the 19th of May in 1990. And then on June 1st of 90, 
his naked body was found along Route 19 in Florida in Citrus County. Um, he had been shot six times by a twenty two. Again, don't really think you can claim self-defense if you shoot someone six times. It just seems a little excessive. Mm-hmm. Charles Edmund, uh, Kars- I think it's Karskadon. I don't know. That's my best. Yeah. Okay. I, he was, I like it. He was age 40 on May 30th of 90. He was a part-time rodeo worker. Um, his body was found in Pasco County. Uh, he had been shot nine times with a twenty caliber... And the body had been wrapped in an electric blanket and was badly decomposing when it was found. Wow. Um, witnesses saw Eileen in the possession of his car. And she had also pawned the gun belonging to him. And then she murders four more people after that, so. Jesus. Uh, Peter Abram Siams, uh, he was 65. He was a retired merchant seaman. She, in June of 90, he left Jupiter, Florida for Arkansas. And then in July of 90, his car was found in Orange Springs, Florida. Hmm. Um, and then it says that her girlfriend, Tria, I think it's, oh no, it's Ty, is it Tyria? I think it's Tyria Moore. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's her girlfriend, Tyria Moore. She, they were together and they would do like, they would like have a lot of crimes done together. And she knew about all of these murders. She knew. And Eileen just was, was like, oh, it's whatever. Right. And then on he, in here, it says that, um, that Ty, Tyria or whatever mm-hmm. and her were found and Eileen were seen abandoning the car that the, of the man that they killed. Jesus she killed, Christ. I guess. Um, his body was actually never found. And then um, Troy Eugene Burris, he was 50. He was a sausage salesman. All right. Selling all that sausage. <laughs> on July 31st of 90, he was reported missing. And then on August of 90, his body was found in a wooded area along State Road 19. Ooh. He had been shot twice. And then uh, Richard, or sorry, Char- Charles Richard Dick Humphreys, he went by Dick, um, was 56, and it was on September 11th of 90. He was a retired U.S. Air Force major, um, and he was former state child abuse investigator and former chief of police. Um, on September 12th of 1990, his body was found. And he was fully clothed and been had been shot six times in the head and torso. His car was found in Sewanee County. And then she killed a 62-year-old by the name of Walter Gino Antonio. Um, he was a trucker, security guard, and police reservist. Um, what the fuck? She killed him on November 19th. Hmm. So she, she literally killed the chief of police on September 12th. And then somehow did not get caught all of September, all of October, then murdered someone else on, on, not, on That's in November. wild. Like, there's no way that they didn't, I don't know. In my opinion, it's really hard to believe that they didn't know she was doing this. I get Florida's big state and I get some of these counties are really big, but you have to put two and two together. If she pawned the fucking gun 
and the car was found with her in it. Yeah, like, even if you're not saying that, like, not connecting the dots between all of the murders, like... At least that one. Well, yeah. Like, oh, maybe... So this guy turned up, you know, dead. Maybe the woman who's pawning his gun and, you know, deserting his car is the one who... (laughs) Who did that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I don't know how that stuff works. (laughs) I don't think it works like that, though. For real. Like, how bad does your police force have to be to literally not catch her after six murders and one of them being the chief of police? She goes on to murder a seventh person. Jesus Christ. That's crazy. Well, especially because, like, I feel like cops, if there's someone, like a former cop or, like, a current cop, they're, like, like, all about it. They're like, we're going to get the person. Stupid. Well, um... Uh, the girlfriend did not get charged like at all because she basically got uh, Eileen to confess to everything. And she also made a shit ton of money off the movie Monster. Okay, so that's like kind of shitty. That's really shitty. And to this day, the day Eileen died, she said she was still in love with her. The girl mm-hmm. said she was in love with Eileen? No, Eileen's still in love with the girl. Even though she fucking did her dirty and she knew she did her dirty. Huh. Because she literally got out scape-free, like no no charges at all, and was able to sign a deal with a movie producer over Monster. I'm pretty sure that changed laws because of that. Where they can no longer sign deals with witnesses or people who were considered an accomplice in a case. But if you're not charged... I guess just because you're not charged doesn't mean that you weren't considered a... An accomplice. Yeah, I don't know yeah. for sure. Like, huh. I just remember watching a documentary and they talked about that. Because the documentary was about the person that was, like, the only interviewer for Eileen. The only one she trusted. He wrote, like, a documentary on her. It's a really good one. That'd be weird to be the person that the a fucking serial killer oh, trusted. Oh, and she was so crazy. There's some actual footage of her all over YouTube and she says some crazy shit. Like, I've been abducted by aliens and they put me in this prison and blah, blah, blah. And she said that they were probing her. I mean, like, was she actually crazy or was she, like, trying to pretend to be crazy? I don't know. Like, how the fuck do you... Although they do say that, that um, when I say they, I mean on the TV show Criminal Minds, they say <laughs> that, like, it's, like, spree killers and random killers sometimes can just, like get away with things for so much longer because like I don't know why that they say that I think it's probably because it's like they do it in all in a quick amount of time so it takes them a little while to solve the yeah that's probably true fucking weird though that's that's why and like I really feel like it's fucked up that I don't know. She was executed in like her last interview. She was just not in the right state of mind. She her was really interview. fucked up. I like that. Her accident interview. It's like the. <laughs> like when well, you're, it's like when you're leaving a job, a job but... you have an exit interview, but instead of quitting a job, you're like. Quitting life. Being forcibly quit from life. Yeah. Kind of being fired from life. You're being fired. <laughs> you murdered a lot of people. You're fired. <laughs> and she was acting crazy wow i felt so bad for her like she was just like actually insane yeah strongly suggest that documentary i don't remember 
what it's called, but it's like the top documentary for Eileen. So okay, I'll have to check it out. Um, I always wonder. So I'm like not really a fan of the death penalty at all, and by not really, like I don't like the fucking death penalty. In a situation like that, where someone like is schizophrenic or has like mental health issues or like whatever just like actually like isn't in touch with reality and has a father who's a diagnosed schizophrenic yeah I feel like I feel like you can't put like you can't put some you can't put that person to death like you can't like what you're gonna kill them for something that's out of their control I mean some of that is definitely in her control yes they need help the person needs help Right? Like, and you, you can put them away forever. You can get them help. You can, whatever. Like, you can do all of that. But, like, like, it just doesn't seem ethical to, like, if someone's in the middle of a psychotic break or, like, someone is schizophrenic and they murder someone or people or whatever, like, it doesn't seem ethical to put that person to death. Well, you're essentially saying you can't kill people, but I can kill you. I don't... I don't like the death penalty. <clears throat> Me neither. <sighs> Deep Ooh, sigh. Yeah, but now it's wow. time for your murder. Okay, so if we're being totally honest, I totally forgot who I picked because it's been a long time since I yeah. picked this person. So I forget. So this is going to be new for both of us. Oh my God, I remember who it is now. <laughs> I mean, that I see the name on the <laughs> paper. Okay. So this is from oh my god okay I'm so super excited so I got all of my information from a book that I have I think my mom got it for me it's like a Christmas present it's the encyclopedia of serial killers oh yeah I remember seeing that one it's fucking intense they have a lot of shit okay so her name is Belle Gunness Guinness Gunness I don't know it's G-U-N-N-E-S-S. And she is considered the first black widow in the United States. <laughs> is this the trifler's need not apply? Uh-huh. Was she right? Isn't this the trifler's... Oh, man. What are you talking about? The, the My Favorite Murder thing. Like, she wrote an uh, ad in the newspaper and was like, trifler's need not apply. Oh my god, she did. I don't know if she wrote that in there. It didn't say anything about that in this the book that I was looking at, but she fucking did. She wrote ads. Do you remember in My Favorite Murder? That's why I have that pin that says Triflers Need Not Apply. I mean, I knew that that was like in reference to something, but like I couldn't specifically remember ah, what. Yeah. And then it just felt super applicable to like most things in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if you're if you're going to be a trifler, just don't don't apply. Don't apply wild okay so i'm excited because i love this one she's in she is crazy like very crazy okay so she got married to a man named mads Sorensen, and then she started to then that's that is when the murders started um she Oh, no, it started after she had her kids. So she had one daughter named Caroline in 1896 and a son, Axel, in 1898. And then her husband died, Mads, died of 
what seemed like strychnine poisoning, but Bell like insisted on not having an autopsy. <laughs> Sauce. So it looked like um what did they say? They said that it was that he died of acute colitis. I don't even know what fucking colitis is. It's a inflammation of your stomach, I think. Oh. Well, they thought that he died from that, but it was <clears throat> strychnine poisoning most likely. <laughs> So then, um, oh, and they're all living in Chicago at this time, by the way. Let me just throw that out there. Okay, so then she remarried in 1902 to Peter Gunnis or whatever. And then he died eight months later when a sausage grinder fell on his head. Um, sauce. <laughs> Times two. Right. Okay, like your first husband died from something that may have been poisoning. Okay, but before he died, they did have one son together named Philip. So at that time, she had the three kids. What? Sorry, I'm. <laughs> do you ever like look? At, do you ever like look at your notes and you're like, "What the fuck?" <clears throat> like what the fuck? It doesn't make sense, or what the fuck? Like this what? Is crazy. A little bit of both. <laughs> Okay, so she had a daughter named Caroline and, <gasps> no, so remember when I said her daughter Caroline was born in 1896 and then her son Axel was born in 1898? Yeah. Uh, that's when they died. So her daughter died, then her son died, then her husband died. Oh, fuck. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to have to like fact check that one because like my notes are not super clear <laughs> So, like, if you know that maybe that's not true. No, I think that's true. I think she did, I remember She did her. murder a lot of kids and adults, but I think that she murdered her first two kids. And then her, she had a son named Philip with this Peter guy who had the sausage grinder fall on his head. Um, and then she moved to Indiana. And at that time, she had three kids living with her. She had two of her own named Myrtle and Lucy. I don't know who they're from, where they're from, but she had them. And then she had a foster kid named Jenny. And then in 1906, Jenny went missing. And all the neighbors, like her neighbors were like, hey, so where did, where did Jenny go? And she said that she went to a finishing school in California. Oh. So instead of getting married again, she started hiring men to help on her farm because she lived on a farm. And uh, from what everyone else saw, they stayed for a little bit to help, and then they moved on. Um, and she also started to place uh, Lonely Hearts ads to find potential husbands. Yep. But none of them were ever seen again after they came to her farm. God, <laughs> fucking 19, early 1900s was just a scary time. I'm this is like crazy what. though. Because they're like so, there aren't that many female serial killers in the first place. And then like there are some where it's just like, this is like wild though. I feel like she was just killing everyone. She's and like, I'm she just gonna kill everyone. Unstoppable for some <laughs> reason. Well, that's the early 1900s where. Yeah, I don't they think were there like, was like there was even like no one even knew where anyone lived. They were like, "Can you please keep it in the family because we need to keep this name going. <laughs> you got to marry your cousin. It's important." <laughs> oh, I just fogged up my glasses. <laughs> okay. 
So, in 1908, her farm was leveled by a fire. And when, like, the firefighters and, like, whatever people came, they found three kids' bodies and a decapitated woman's body that they thought was Belle. But then, as they... (laughs) As they went on and, like, they continued to, like, sift through everything, they found more bodies, 10 more male victims and two female victims, and then an unspecified number of bone fragments. Oh, my God. Yes. So they only um, identified six of the victims. One woman was Jenny, the girl who went to finishing school, but obviously didn't go to finishing school, and the other was never identified. Um, Probably her fucking daughter. Uh, let's be honest. Who, who the fuck knows? Well, there were three kids' bodies. So her three kids, probably fucking Lucy, Axel. Myrtle, and Philip or Axel. Or, <laughs> I think that she killed the three kids and they found them. But then they found the decapitated. They found a woman's body. Those, a decapitated woman's body that they thought was her. So I think their initial thought was that everyone died in the fire. Oh, yeah, probably. Just right? like that. Because they're like, we're not, like, a you woman know, wouldn't murder all these people. Like, had, that's crazy. She had insurance on all the people, like, a bunch of the people she killed, too. That's how she had that big-ass farm. Like, her first husband that she killed, she had life insurance policies, and she killed him on the day where one had, had one more day, and the other one was about to start that day. So she got two life insurance policies for the one husband. How did you know this? And I didn't know this. Um, I don't know. I was fucking obsessed yeah. with this. I fucking m- love this. Yeah, Because of the triflers need not apply. The I thought it was so not funny. need not fucking apply. I thought it was so funny. I love that. Because there were ads in the newspaper. That's insane. That's like super sneaky. So then she, you get double the life insurance. Yes. And she Ooh, had life wow. insurance on all her kids. How super suspicious is that? And Okay, like I feel like nowadays if you had a policy ending and another one starting and your partner just happened to die kind of suspiciously on that day, you okay, would, like you would not get anything no. and like people would investigate you right away. Because like insur- yeah. the life insurance companies, they don't want to fucking pay out. <laughs> Yeah, like you said, it's the early 1900s. They're they like were fucking right, yeah. doing. They were barely making it. They're like, we gotta like make a car or something. I don't fucking know. This, these horses are dying out here. <laughs> we're barely even pissing in a pot at this point. We all got outhouses, using candles to light up our house. Okay, I could not imagine living in a house with just candles. I also don't know that that's even factually correct. Like, I don't know and, when electricity was. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Not, okay, like I, this is so terrible. I was a, <laughs> I was very much a history major. <laughs> but I feel like my focus in history was a little bit different than like what like the white inventors were doing in the early years of the United States. Yeah. You know? United States sucks. I didn't care about them. Yeah, dude. E- ancient Egypt. That's some Yeah, I didn't do that to- either. What? <laughs> I didn't I do that. I didn't do ancient history. Like, I had to take some ancient... I, like, I think I had to take an ancient history class, and I had to take, like, an American history, right? Like, I had yeah. to do that. But my focus was specifically on... 
So because I was a history major, black studies major, and an English major. And so for both history and English, my focus was on like um, like black history and black literature in the United States. Ooh, I love it. It was very fucking cool. Very, very cool. I read a lot of really cool things. Dude. So yeah, I don't fucking know when electricity have you ever, <laughs> Speaking of that, though, have you ever watched the movie Detroit that was reenacting the riots? Mm-hmm. That one was so good. I was yeah. like, oh my... I mean, it was good, like, the way they portrayed it, but, like, it was a horrible fucking story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, and it's not even a story, yeah. it's a true event. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's, like, real-life history that yeah. happened. Yeah, it's... It was very interesting, but that is my reason as to why I don't know what electricity is. It's a valid reason. Wait, but that wasn't even in the United States, was it? It was not the United States. It wasn't the guy in the U.S. that invented electricity, was it? Okay. Thomas Edison? I need to stop fucking talking because the more I say, the stupider I sound. <laughs> Thomas Edison, right? Yeah. He's was- in the U.S., though. Was, I thought so. But then I thought maybe, like, it was Europe. American inventor. Ah, fucking A. Dude, everyone came to America and, like, fucking invented some crazy shit. Like, they were like, we gotta invent cars and electricity. We gotta be, like, the smartest bitches up in here. And now look at us. Voting for Trump and eating McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Well, We have come far. Okay, it's like one of those, like, okay, have you seen those memes on Instagram? I, they're like, everyone's doing them right now. It's like, where I started, where I am now. Or oh, like, yeah. where it started, where it is now, or whatever, right? Yeah. And <laughs> we could do one with that, and it's like a picture of famous oh. inventors inventing things, and then fucking Trump eating McDonald's. I'm sure we could find a picture of that. <laughs> Or Trump just being super orange with his hairpiece flying in the in the wind. Yeah. That one I mean, too. more or less, yes. Yes. I love it. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Bill. Back to the murders. Okay, so initially they ma- or married. <laughs> initially they arrested a man named Ray. Lampier. Lampier. Lamp it's Lamp here. But I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's Lampier. I think you're right. Okay. So he was arrested for both arson and murder. So they were like, he murdered um, Belle and then set the house on fire. Oh, dear Lord. In jail, he claimed that he had actually helped Belle escape. And that the unknown female in the fire, like the person that they couldn't um, identify was the other woman they couldn't identify was hired by bell to be her stand-in in the fire because bell set the fire on purpose so that's what this guy's saying and i'm pretty sure she had a, a policy like an insurance policy on her fucking farm probably and that's why she was setting it on fire probably how do you collect on, i mean granted what is this 1908 i i understand but like how do you collect an insurance policy, like, how do you collect on that if you're supposed to be dead in the fire? This is very similarly to the time when fucking H.H. Uh, H. Holmes was collecting life insurance policies on cadavers, so. Yeah, so, 
And these were people who like had been dead, certified dead because of health reasons and was given for science and, and then he t- learning. And he was like, ooh, but actually I'm going to take some life insurance and just show money. him a dead body. That's crazy. Here's a dead body. Can I have $100,000? Like what? That's wild. That just seems, there's, there's some things that seem a little suspect here. Yes. A couple of things that I'm worried about. Anyway, so there have been sightings of her over the years. Obviously not now because now at this point she is dead. Um, the last time was in a detective's magazine that had her as the madam like running a, a, a brothel in the state of Ohio. <laughs> oh, and then when there's the this detective, like a private detective, tried to investigate because he was like, oh, is this this woman? And his friends were like, dude, like, don't leave. Don't do it. Like, just leave it. And he did. And then he never investigated it further because they're like, dude, you're, you're going to get murdered if you do this. Oh. I mean, fair enough, because she has a pretty solid track record yeah, to prove Good that. friends. Good fucking friends saying, like, hey, so uh, please don't investigate that, because you will die. So um, she is one of the few people who, if she actually didn't die in the fire, was able to literally evade arrest, arrest her entire life. And I don't think she died in the fire. And she probably got that fucking insurance money somehow. Probably. She probably like claimed she was her daughter or some shit. Or she had fucking Ray collect it before <laughs> before he went to prison. Before he went to prison. And he for some reason was totally cool with all of this plan. He's just like, yeah, dude, totally fuck my whole life up. Yeah. And you just big chill wherever you want, dude. Yeah. And I'll also get you hella money for it. Okay. But... I can't remember. I feel like I mentioned this in one of our other episodes, but I can't remember at all. So, (laughs) you know that there's a documentary. It was like Mastermind or Megamind or fuck. It was the woman. It was about this woman who literally orchestrated this like whole thing and there are tons of people dead. But The pizza delivery guy? Yeah. With the bomb? Yeah. And they literally, she literally had yeah. these men killing for her. Yeah. In like hiding bodies. Like in they their were house. like, and they were like very much. They were like, okay, we're gonna fucking do this. For I mean, you. the pizza delivery guy, he really got well, fucked. He didn't do anything. Like he yeah, didn't want to be a part of that. Yeah, that sucked. I mean, okay, he really but was the, just there's like an app. Like the they literally have the video. Like it is an actual video that you can watch of him like exploding. I know it's in, it's. I've insane. seen that documentary that you're talking about. I can't remember what it's called either. Though it's like it's like it's, the mind of a ma- or, master. I I swear to God, I feel like it's mastermind or mind uh, criminal. There's I'm ne- just going to go on fucking Netflix because I know it's on there. Okay, that's a really good idea because I don't remember the name of it. I feel like everyone's just going to know me as the person that will 100% Google it because I am the person that will okay. 100% Google it. But that's good because there are times when I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, I wish I knew whatever. And then like five minutes later, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah I could I could literally pick up my phone and Google that right now. Right. I just don't think about it. Well, what is that? That's because, okay, when I was in high school, 
I had a fucking flip phone that didn't have text. Like, it didn't have texting on it. And I, it was like old school, old school. I feel like when you were in Evil school. genius. Yeah. The true story of America's most diabolical bank heist. But they didn't actually get any money. And it, I mean, in reality, they're giving her too much credit. She was also, like, I was, when I was, started watching that, I was like, man, she must be this, like, smoking hot babe that convinced oh, these men. Oh, fuck no. But they mm-hmm. weren't smoking hot either, let's be honest. Well, no. They were looking real rough. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Oh, oh my God, I just thought of this. H.H. H. Holmes was operating in Chicago. And was from Michigan. In the late 1800s, right? I think it was or early 1900s. 1800s. Oh, okay. Well, let me... Because that would be wild if he was murdering people at the exact same time. Uh, oh, fucking. he was actually. Because he was born in 1861 and he died in 1896 in prison. So that means he was probably killing people like from... He didn't live very long. I mean, did any of them? And yeah, also I'm like, pretty sure he was... Wasn't it like 30 years? You said 60 to 90? That's only like 30 fucking years. That just, like, he went to medical school. Like, I just feel like he didn't have enough time to do all of these activities. <laughs> Bro, he built a whole inn. That's what the fuck I'm saying. He was born in 1861 and died in 1896, which would mean that he was, what, 1861 30 fucking five? To 96, 35. That's 35. Jesus Christ, how did he get so a that means doctorate he in a huge ass inn? Was married, had lots of girlfriends. Fucking went to med school, became a pharmacist, murdered a bunch of people in a hotel that he fucking built. Oh, he was hung, by the way. And then he went on like he went on like more little insurance scams after that. Dude, how the fuck did he have time for all this? I These am twenty nine. I am twenty nine, and I have not done. Not that I'm like I'm comparing. Because I mean, if I'm you're doing being a lot honest, better. I'm he was a pretty a fucking successful person. He, he had did a, a whole he, pharmacy and a hotel. He did have to murder people to get to that point. Yeah, but maybe that's the stress. <laughs> maybe he's just real stressed. <laughs> I don't think it was the stress. He was like, "God damn, these fucking med terms." I, <laughs> I guess I should kill some people about it. <laughs> Wasn't it, wasn't he, didn't he kill because, or like, wasn't he like oddly fascinated with dead bodies because um, when he was growing up, kids like locked him in a thing with dead bodies to like freak him out. But then he was like, oh, wow, that's fucking cool. I can't remember anything like that, but Cherokee Taylor photography. Oh, yes. The pictures are really good. And also, we this is literally the first, this is the first wedding she ever shot. Photographied. Can we make that a word? Photographied? Photographied. Photographied, photographied. It's like you are, you are, you, you are photographied. Oh, but I'm photographing. But you're photographing. 
Anybody who actually does this for a living is like, God, shut they're up. Like, they're like, <laughs> I love how we're always like, okay, so we offend like a very small group of people. And then we assume that there are so many of those people listening to yeah. this podcast. Like all the 5 million photographers that are listening to this podcast are so offended And we literally right have 50 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing at the whole Jeremy thing with our last one where I was like, we love everyone with the name Jeremy except for this guy. <laughs> I know. And Amber, I don't even me. think we know anyone named Jeremy, let alone have someone named Jeremy listening to her. I don't know anyone named Jeremy. Oh my God. I So Amber messaged me because I said Jeremy from the call center because there used to be a guy oh, named Jeremy at the call center. Yeah. And he was so sweet. Yeah. And Amber was like, oh, well, <laughs> did you, you did, you're having me dead right now. We're talking about Jeremy at the call center. Uh, she said it way better than that, but. But like, I get what you're, I get what yeah. she, what you're, you're saying. You're picking up on fun now. Slightly. So I'm thinking we should try to end this like, like a good end. Like the end. <laughs> That's really our style. Was, I know. We're so terrible at this. Okay, it's also because I'm so like I'm bad at hanging up on the phone. I just like saying bye. I'm bad at ending conversations. I'm bad at everything. Bye. Okay, a goodbye. Bye. A goodbye. What's that cat say? Oh, uh, whale, huh? Oh, yeah, whale, huh? That's not a whale. We could do whale, bye. Whale, bye. Whale, bye. <laughs> that was the cutest cat. Okay. Join us every other Saturday and on Instagram at Felony Femme Podcast. In the Facebook group at Felony Femme Podcast. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye.